Hi, I'm Zoe. And I'm Esme. And I'm Christina. And, and we're, we're too much. much. Ooh, good enough to get back to. Bad enough to bail again. Been too much that you can't chew. But you're gonna tell your friends. I, I'm too much. I, I'm too much. I, I'm too much. <laughs> you're too much. Look at you, you came in at the very end. I'm ready. Confident. I'm a big voice note girly, so I'm so ready for this podcast. <laughs> Hell yeah. So today we're going to talk about male validation. I love it. I want These are the men clapping at us. <laughs> These are the men. Yeah, actually, for the male validation episode, we asked all the men in our lives to come into this very room with us and, and validate just, us. Yeah, just ooh and ah, uh, and at the end, tell us we did a really good job. And then they have to listen to the podcast again mm-hmm. and share it to mm-hmm. all. So actually, let's make it a rule. If you're a man currently listening to us, <sighs> I am pressuring you to share the podcast Post right it now. on your story. Post it on your story. Especially, I know some men have. Um, Ryan, this is your shout out. Uh, we planned this, Isabel and I. <laughs> Put it on your story. Put it on your story. Put it and on say, your story. And say, I validate women. <laughs> say, I love women. <laughs> it's almost Women's Day. On March, <laughs> on March 8th, all the men in our lives better be posting the Too Much podcast. Hello. Or you hate women. Mm. Or you hate women. There's only two sides to this. <laughs> I'm a really black and white thinker. <laughs> so you have some updates. Oh, yes. Oh my god. Okay, first and foremost, um, you know, I'm tired of hearing about people in love. And I'm not a hater, guys. I'm not a hater, but I'm a hater. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I'll say it. No, it's okay. Out of my four closest friends, two of them recently fell in love. Well, love is strong. Um, they're not all there. But, you know, they're in If you are one of the men who is in this They're in love with you. Oh, no. Okay. But, um, yes. So, I like to hear about it. But I've also... It's not even just, like, them. Like, I've heard about it from other people. It's not like these gals are going on and on. That's not the story. Like, that's not what's happening. But I feel like... So much shifted in my life from being surrounded by people who were dating and were hopeful and were sometimes disappointed. That's the way, you know, dating goes. To people who were, like, it's like either you're lonely and you've just been broken up with or you're devastated, which, like, some of my friends are, or you're on cloud nine honeymoon stage and it's like, what happened to the people that were dating? What happened to the people Mm. that were in the middle of their relationships and there was, like, lulls? Mm. Or, like, I just want something in the middle and it feels so, like, Mm -hmm. you're a loser, you're a winner, (laughs) you know? It's to the extremes. Yeah. 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 No. But, you know what? It's hard. It's hard seeing very close friends get into relationships. And we don't talk about it that much because I think there's definitely, like, obviously you're very happy for them and you want them to be in love. Mm-hmm. But as well, it's, like, an adjustment in a friendship. If, yeah. Especially, like, if you're, like, very close to the person and suddenly you're seeing them in a relationship and the time together is going to be less. Mm-hmm. It's an adjustment because you're not going to feel as close to them. Yeah. And you will get back to that, like... Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like there is a honeymoon phase. Of There's course. an adjustment. Mm. And my friends who are now, like, in years-long relationships, like, 
it, they don't stay in that phase yeah. forever. Uh, like, no, it, you get out of it, but it is sad. You're you're grieving something. Yeah, we're <laughs> against relationships. Against, and some people I feel never really get out of it, and they just stay dependent partners. Yeah, for the whole yeah, yeah for the duration of the relationship, and it's like that's always a disaster. Yeah, nightmare. nightmare. We're not wishing that onto your friends. <laughs> no. I believe in them. Yeah, so that's the first update. Second update, we have our first hater. It's the men clapping again. (laughs) The men love the haters. So we had our very own hater. This person, I do not know. I know through a friend of a friend of a friend who overheard them talking about the fact that our podcast is evil because I do charity for sex were their words. <laughs> Which is not, I know it sounds scary when you put it like that. That's not what's happening. <laughs> it's because Zoe said on a particular podcast when Zoe was volunteering at this homeless <laughs> shelter this, this summer, yeah. um, one of the motivating factors for Zoe was to meet some men. No, and exactly. Totally fair. And if you're pretending, I, and I feel like the, the, oh no, now we can't like go against the haters, but let's keep in mind, I woke up at 6 a.m. three times a week mm-hmm. to volunteer. It's like, it's not like it was all fun and games for me. No. It was also there doing the work. And I feel like sometimes maybe if you're not volunteering, the way to make yourself feel better is like, at least I'm not volunteering for sex then. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's kind of a way to be... Uh, so that so that's we, our hater. I, but we're going up in the world. Yes. Um, we really want to be canceled. Oh, <laughs> yes. that's what I've got to say. Yeah, what would we yeah. be canceled for? Yeah, we're trying to work on that. <laughs> I responded to your story highlight, and I said for it slandering the men slandering you the men, well, the you men keep are in the it. room today yeah, and, and they love it, they love it. <laughs> that's the men. it's not us it's the men <laughs> it's our studio audience of only straight men yeah. if we do if, so uh, if we do a show it's only going to be straight men mm-hmm. um yeah <laughs> no i we really do because our we know we've made it if we get canceled. Yeah. So we're really looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. We're trying to be as controversial as possible. Mm-hmm. Each episode, <laughs> we're crossing the line. Yes. We're breaking boundaries. We don't care. We we're want- breaking boundaries. <laughs> <laughs> we want to get canceled. So again, share, hate, share, <laughs> hate. Tell someone in the hive. That we're doing charity for sex. <laughs> yeah. That's... Or sex for charity. The way it was phrased, I was like, wait, am I... A is sex someone... worker? No, does someone think I'm giving out sex for as charity? <laughs> I was like, wait, what? That's beautiful. Which would be way more altruistic. Mm. I also think... I, one thing I do want to address is also, like, I feel like there's a mixed um, reception from men of, like, either that they're scared to date us because they think we're going to talk about them. <laughs> Slash, we got one proposition of someone who just wants to go on a date with me for the podcast. <laughs> yeah. So it's a mixed bag. It's a mixed bag. I don't know what you guys want. Oh, well, let's ask the studio audience and then let them. <laughs> they want it all. They want both. No, but I want to remind you guys, um, we're also capable of, like, dating people in private. <laughs> yes, yes. Just a reminder. <laughs> we don't share everything. Mm-hmm. 
And also, I find it funny when people are like, I'm afraid you're going to say this, this, that on the podcast. It's like, you know what's so crazy is all you got to say is, hey, don't say, don't that. say that on the podcast. Yeah. And usually it's not even something I plan on saying, but a boundary is never a bad idea. You know? Though we want to cross some boundaries. <laughs> yes. In 2023. So, yeah, we do have Christina today. And Christina Yee! is my friend from high school so we've known each other a very long time we met in grade seven we went to the same orthodontist that's what i was going to say do you guys both have braces yes and maras which was mandibular alignment recorrection apparatus wow you that is is not the right upper retainer thing Oh, no. no, it was a whole other thing. It was, like, a bunch of metal in the back of your mouth, and every time you would close your teeth, it would, like, shift the weight. I couldn't close my mouth for a full month. Mm-hmm. It was terrible. We both had really bad overbites. Yes. So that's why. <laughs> so then we became friends. Oh. So we would see each other in Dr. Uh, Dorfman's Shout o- out. office. <laughs> I wish you could have seen Christina's face when she showed out this man. She looked... <laughs> he was great. He like, was, full of glee. Like, she misses this man every day. <laughs> he, was, he, was, he had a comedy routine. You know yeah, what? Yeah. Absolutely. Dr. Dorfman was great, and he helped Dr. us. Do- yeah. Different doctor. <laughs> <laughs> but he helped us both have beautiful teeth. Thank so you. we are grateful for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, Christina's important because... As you all know, I went through a breakup. No. Oh, all the what? men, the, um, all the men in the audience. She's single. <laughs> they want me. I know we're gonna get feedback that's gonna be like the clapping was really. Hard. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, deal with it. Yeah. It's the men. It's not us. It's we, not. We can't control the studio audience. <laughs> they're so. enthusiastic. They love us. They're so happy to be there. And we love them. We love so, them. So, yeah, no. We I, love you. And Christina was <laughs> a big part of that because I, I recommend if you're about to go through a breakup <laughs> to get a breakup buddy. Like, you need someone who's also going through the same emotions as you at the same time. Except, I mean, I feel bad for Christina because Christina was before me. Um, <laughs> I didn't have a breakup buddy. <laughs> Christina was alone in the dark in the trenches um but if you uh, haven't listened to the last episode that's exactly what our guest says about abortion so if your friend's getting one you have to get one too yeah yeah and you know what if you don't want to use a condom do it together (laughs) together. (laughs) text each other hope for the best Mm -hmm. but yeah for breakups i think it's it was very helpful to have that because christina had gone through her own devastating breakup six months before mine. And so every moment where I was like, I think I'm dying, Christine would be like, I know exactly how you feel and you're going to be okay. Or when I got like later down the line, like past six months post breakup, and I was like, shouldn't I be over this? Like, why am I still so sad? And Christina was like, no, I was still feeling it all. Yeah. And it was very comforting to have someone who who was also like, I wasn't no I'm not over it, you know, like it takes a lot of time. And it's and I crazy how much you feel it after six months. Cause six months is always the time when you're like, Shouldn't I be over it? Yeah, and I'm then you're not. like, woo. Ah. 
And it's also the pressure of like, wait, why do I still feel it? And then you'll obsess over it ten times more. That's so annoying. Because no one's upset if you're sad about a breakup for six months. But after that, people are like, get over it. Yeah. Time's up. Time's up. (laughs) But that's the great thing is that I feel like with Christina, I could talk about my breakup for hours and hours. Like, we could both talk about our breakups, like, for an abnormal amount of time (laughs) (laughs) past the time that maybe we should be talking about it and it didn't feel weird and it's very helpful to have that and same also christina's ex-boyfriend got into a relationship with a new person as they do as they do and then then, what two months later i find out my ex is in a relationship so we manifested we manifested (laughs) we just want them to be happy so bad permission oh my god that was so cute it was like you you were babysitting and you were like "Ah!" yeah so to start you you? had a a, oh who are you i'm sorry i'm christina esme's friend from high school and the orthodontist and and i went through a breakup in September 2021. Who are you? Who am I? Oh my goodness, I don't know. I'm <laughs> um, a psychology, psychology major. Psychology major. Amazing. Yes. It's, it's tough out there. Is it's it? It's really tough, yeah. Where do you go to school? I'm at Concordia, just like you. Wait, what? How come yeah. I never see you there, girl? Because I'm not in school right You're now. I'm going to Italy. Yes. Bye. Going to Italy. Yeah. So I don't have any classes. An Aries? Yes, I'm an Aries. Born on That's important here. March 23rd, 20- Really? And that was oh the God. date of my <laughs> breakup. <laughs> so that... The men love it. <laughs> the men love coincidences. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So I broke up... Uh, well, I, I broke, broke up with Christina. He broke up with me. <laughs> and I texted Christina on her birthday, on her 21st birthday, yes. and said, guess what? I have a little present. <laughs> My birthday gift to you is that I'm single. <laughs> I literally said that. That yeah. is a quote. Yes. I love it. And then, um, you know what? On your birthday this year, I'm going to just... I don't know. It's going to be a big day. It's going to be a celebration. Are you going to wish me happy birthday? <laughs> I'm going to wish you happy birthday. And I'm going to wish the world oh, happy... Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of one year... I don't know. I'm always going to associate your birthday as a breakup day. Oh, no. But... I get it. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) My bad. Yeah, sorry. Something in the stars that day isn't right. Mm. And you would break up in Aries season. I would. I would. What is Aries season about? It's it's about um the very beginning, like rebirth. You're supposed to be like childlike because it's the start of the new the whole new year, like the astrological new years. Damn. That's what the energy in the air. That makes sense. So yeah. it's like everything's falling apart. <laughs> That's why everyone's crying all of Pisces season. Okay. I'm not enjoying Pisces season. It hasn't started yet. Almost. Well, I I'm, all, I'm like already it. not enjoying Pisces <laughs> I, season. I know I'll hate Pisces season. I can feel it in my uterus. Okay. <laughs> yes. I know I'm having a Pisces baby. <laughs> I'm not ready. Oh my god. If, imagine if you guys had Pisces babies. I feel like I I had a baby, period. (laughs) Well, listen to the abortion episode. This is our plug. (laughs) (laughs) It's called 
bye bye baby which sounds insensitive upon mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. reflection <laughs> a little insensitive but uh bye bye baby um but yeah tell us a little bit now that we know who you are yes um tell us a little bit about what your headspace was when you and your ex broke up so <laughs> um, when my ex and I broke up, I just didn't know what to do with myself because I was so used to having someone complimenting me and reminding me of all the positive things about myself. And I had never learned to do that on my own. How, say um, like how long you guys were together. Because mm-hmm. you guys were together for It was a three good years? long time. Two and a half years. And the very formative years, let me tell you, 17 to 20? Yeah. And the oh. COVID pandemic. So just, you know, the worst time <laughs> to be in a relationship, I think. But yeah, like I had never... Two had... COVID years is like eight real years. Yes! <laughs> yes! so scary. It's scary. It knocked me off my feet. It was not <laughs> good for me or anyone. Mm-hmm. But, oh my God, I sound so congested. I promise I'm not contagious. <laughs> but yeah, I just never learned to talk to myself positively in that way because I was just used to getting it from my partner. So post-breakup, I just, I couldn't, I had to mourn him, but I also had to find ways to fill that hole within myself. And for me, the only natural way to do that was to find other men who could validate me. Yes. Christina! No, the Christina first first week, freshly out. I it was your first date, like the first week yes. of the breakup. I'm and, ashamed. And I also want to like preface that like um, I feel like the way you break up will determine how you react immediately post breakup. So real. And part of how he broke up with you was that he wanted more experience. He wanted. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Terrible thing to put in someone's mind. (laughs) It was also just it had a competitive nature to it because you guys were so competitive. It was competitive, and him wanting this made me think, okay, well, that's what I should want too. That's the only natural thing. But also, it had been ingrained in me since the start of my relationship that like I needed someone else to affirm these things for me. So it was a mix of the competition and you know just what I had learned over time that just forced me into this year of like dating apps and chaotic oh my goodness I can't even and yeah did it did it work absolutely not mm-hmm. nothing good came out of that <laughs> <laughs> could oh, you no, give no. us some highlights like some highlights yeah like some of the men that you met in that in those also, first I, few months I really want my zucchini you guys are gonna have to handle a scraping sound for only one and a half more minutes. But we're going to pretend it's ASMR. It's ASMR. <laughs> ASMR. Sorry, sorry. Okay. Zucchini with Zoe. So some of the highlights, actually, you know, I won't call out anybody individually, but what I noticed were patterns. And I really, I liked this. I liked seeing how I grew in that year, how I went from first, people from Dubai. Yeah, there was a phase. There was a phase. Then, people with nose piercings. That one was rough. People I love a man with a nose piercing. I know. How I'm many so of them had... Okay, also, let's be clear. This doesn't mean men I met, necessarily. Men who, like, I might have, like... Talked s- to... Chatted with on a dating app, like, texted, you know, anything. Then, after nose piercing, it was vegans. <laughs> and some of them, some of the 
nose piercing and vegan overlapped, and that of was course. also yeah. No, that's only natural, right? <laughs> How many vegans? So did I just make a generalization? <laughs> How many vegans were there? How many? See, I'm two. So... I feel like there were like two vegans. No, there must have been more. What about your magician era? Oh, okay. So that comes. That's the end. Like, see, <laughs> yes, yes. That's, that's the, the end. end of the year. Is the magician? That's the beginning of the end. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Wait. No, that is the so end we're not, of the end. Let's not get to the magician yet because that he's he's kind of part of a a bigger story yes. later on. Yes. Um, but yeah, you you went through phases mm-hmm. of different types of men. Mm-hmm. Um, and I could not focus on myself like this is so important to me I was thinking about this the other day I would just get to the library ready to do some schoolwork, and my mind would go straight to like fuck like who's gonna validate me this month I've got to go on a dating app and find the person like someone has to swipe on me right now that Mm -hmm. can fix my feelings for the next month and it was never like it sounds terrible how I'm saying this but it it was more just like a reassurance for me they didn't actually Mm -hmm. have to validate me I didn't even have to meet them but I just had to have at the back of my mind okay this person could choose me potentially so the male validation was so strong in my mind like I couldn't open my laptop and do an assignment without being like oh okay someone matched with me today and they're gonna tell me compliments for the next week or something you know Mm. yeah no and it's also like the way you're talking about I wanted validation so bad, this, is that. You're, you're sort of reflecting in hindsight. Like, in that moment, you're like, oh, I want someone. I want to feel connected or desired. But you're not necessarily thinking, like, oh, I need that validation. Get me some. Like, mm-hmm. when you describe it like that, it sounds less, like, um, I don't know, pure mm-hmm. in your intentions. But you just wanted to feel better. You wanted to connect. You're like, I don't mm-hmm. know how. I'm, I can't do all these things if I'm alone. Yeah, a breakup is like withdrawal from a drug. It was so powerful. I've never experienced anything like that. I wouldn't wish it upon anyone. It was like, I cannot control this, and this is what I need right now. I -hmm. need something that sort of resembles, even if it resembles it, like, by, like, 1%. I need a fraction of what I had before just to feel normal right now. Yeah. And, yeah, that sucked. (laughs) But you you had, like, a an interesting, like, because I feel like the first month of your breakup, you kind of seemed, to the outside world, you seemed completely fine. Really? Like, you, she didn't, like, you know, you, you cried, but it wasn't, like, a very big, dramatic, emotional, like, I don't know, because you kind of had immediately, like, let's just pick ourselves up and <laughs> go out there. Yeah. Like, I think you were very much in a let's distract, distract, distract. Yes mindset and like upon reflection like I guess because you're saying like oh it wasn't good it wasn't good but also like that was your journey that is how your year went it's true and upon reflection like would you have done that the same again or how would you have dealt with that first month I couldn't picture it any other way because a really important detail for me was that the world had been in lockdown for a Mm -hmm. year and a half at that point and then suddenly my semester was in person and school was starting and like It was just like everything was new. Suddenly I was single, but suddenly I had to go outside five days a week, which, you know, like I feel fine doing that. Like I love, I love to not be stuck inside, but it was just like everything changed. And then I had to readjust everything. Like I can't picture it happening any other way. Mm-hmm. I, it's true. Like, I can, I can feel guilt, which I do feel. Like, why did I put myself through that? Why, why now I'm, like, finally, like, reading books and watching movies and doing sewing projects and, like, taking mm-hmm. care of myself and doing exercise? Why didn't I just do that earlier? But it's, like... Would I you have been ready? I didn't know anything else. And, like, feeling the pain of a breakup, I mean, 
you have, yeah, you've just got to <laughs> put yourself through that pile of shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. And I wonder, like, in the times, like, obviously, when you're going through a breakup, there's going to be a lot of times where you're going to reach out to your ex. And, mm. uh, and I know you guys didn't do a lot of contact. Like, you guys were pretty, like, no contact yeah. kind of vibe. But there were, like, occasional times where you talked. And I wonder, at the times where you did reach out or you needed, like... What what triggered those moments? Like, was it that you weren't getting anything out of the men that you were trying to get something out of? Or was there something bigger going on in your life? Or mm-hmm. I think it was exactly that, that I just wasn't getting anything out of the, the men on the dating apps who, like, I was expecting to compliment me and make me feel better. Like, men on dating apps aren't designed to call me pretty. Like, they're going to be pretty shit at it if mm-hmm. I'm expecting them to make me feel better. Like, they're not going to do a good job. So... I mean, the times I did reach out, I do remember it being someone like, somewhat like that. But yeah, like, you know, we've been broken up now for a year and a half, and we've only seen each other twice mm-hmm. since. So it was a very no-contact breakup. But look, what are you going to do? Yeah, <laughs> I found it interesting what you were saying about, um, like, distraction. Because then that made me think, because we were talking earlier about how I don't know. Esme's been getting a lot of advice about healing and how that involves introspection and perhaps sort of like isolation and not um, that search for validation. And I think there's a balance between distraction, Mm -hmm. but also healing takes action. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. there's something about post-breakup. Obviously, you can take a month. You probably want to just wallow. but, But after that, to heal... If you continue wallowing for eight more months, you are stunted. You're not healing, you know. You need to... I I feel like dating... It's so weird to think of dating as healing. But dating is like reenacting... I don't know. Those those feelings that you have or those beliefs that you have. Mm -hmm. And then getting a different outcome. And sometimes it's worse than whatever happened with your ex. And sometimes it's better than whatever happened with your ex. And eventually you stop comparing it to your ex, yes. too. It, like, adds to your pool of experience with dating, and then it just becomes smaller and smaller, like your actual breakup. And it's just yeah. one small part of it rather than all of your experience with, with being let down or being rejected. Yes. Or, yeah. And even those rejections are healing because I kept thinking, like, how did I kind of, like, quickly get over this man I had a ginormous crush on, went on one date with, it was over, and I moved on kind of quickly, but... Only because, and I would never move on from something like that quickly, but three days later, I went on a date with someone else who was even older than he was, who was, like, more high status in, like, all the ways that we... Ooh, Zoe. <laughs> in all the ways that we... Like, high status, just, like, anthropologically. Okay. Like, like, he had a better job, and he was funnier, and had hobbies, and whatever, whatever. <laughs> but then I went on a date with him, and I was my same me, like... All the parts that I thought this other guy hadn't liked three days before. And this guy was even better on paper. And he and he liked those things and he wanted to see me again. And I was like, oh, wait. Uh, I got to reenact the same situation and gain perspective on the fact that a rejection really isn't personal. Because you could say mm-hmm. this rejection isn't personal. Yeah. It's not personal, whatever, whatever, whatever. But until you experience uh, like that reenactment, you can't believe it. Mm. Yes. And I also think, like, because you were saying, like, I, even though I, I feel like I, I have, with the distraction thing, yeah. I feel like I had a similar experience of, like, in the summer 
going towards this because I I think like you you don't realize you always move on quicker than you think you would like by like when I felt I wanted to go out on dates yeah like this summer I did go on many dates <laughs> and I and then it yeah, the men want the men want dating. Yeah, well, in the summer it was like I remember. I think it was like four weeks after the breakup. I got into a dating app. I went on a date immediately, and then I like just started on like me going on dates, and that continued until the fall, and then I it stopped, and then I just have not been going on dates. <laughs> but it's almost like I was sadder and like couldn't go on dates, uh, <clears throat> uh, like because of the breakup only like six months after mm. but during the summer like when you're in the first because you are in the throes of like so much intense emotion and you're not ready to process it you just are in distraction mode yeah like this summer was not a bad summer I had a lot of fun this summer mm-hmm. and and I think a part of that was just because I was on distraction mode and like you were on distraction yeah. mode yeah and then slowly uh like w- with time like the more you're ready more emotions come in and you're yeah. like oh yeah <laughs> I have to process that yeah. and then a month later like more feelings will come and and then and so I felt all this anger I think about it being like the process being so much longer than I thought yeah. it was going to be and but it and the in reflection it's just like like, my therapist said this, like, she was like, I don't feel like the breakup was real to you until you yes. found out yeah. he had a girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And then that's why, like, because you were fine. You were acting, like, not how I thought you would act about this breakup for the first, like, first half of the breakup. Mm-hmm. And then you found out this piece of information and you fell apart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she was like, this makes a lot more sense how I thought you would react to your breakup yeah. than, like, how you were reacting before. My roommates had always told me, like, what happened? Like, in August, you were so happy. Like, post-breakup August, different mm-hmm. August. And I remember I was, like, so confused as to why. But I was in distraction mode, too. They're like, we went to British Columbia. We had so much fun. I was like, we did have so much fun. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I had, like, this numb part that I wasn't touching. You yeah. Know? And then and in y- December, it was a disaster. And I was like, oh, it's like you're not ready yet. I remember you telling me, your therapist telling you that too. This, you're just not ready to process that yet and you'll process it when you're ready to. Yeah. But the shock part, that's what I noticed with my breakup was, I think I processed it towards the, okay, so it took me like a year to heal from it. I only processed it towards the end of that year because the first eight months were just dealing with the shock of like, what the fuck just happened? How did that happen to me? So yeah, like I wasn't ready to process what had, had actually happened until I got over how shocking it was yeah Yeah, Yeah. and it totally like it does completely blow your self-esteem yeah to have the person that you loved so much and it also just crazy because you've shared so much of yourself with this person and then they decide i don't want you in my life anymore (laughs) and like that is a lot and then you're just kind of like you can't just be alone with yourself. You you actually could not. <laughs> like, you're yeah. going to feel too... Like, that is too much. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, it, it was true that... It was too much. <laughs> yeah. But it's true that, like, I, I feel like I was looking for validation way more during the, the summer. Mm-hmm. And, like, I got that. And I was... It was, like, and it was also just, like, you, you're so used to, like, just being, like, with one, like, you're not used to that, of, like, needing to, like, it's, like, I barely posted on social media in my relationship, like, I didn't need to, (laughs) 
Then we took one bikini picture in May. Oh, and, and then it unleashed it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I posted my hottest pictures ever this summer. Um, <laughs> it's true. Go check them out. <laughs> I was putting so much work, but I did not post for the entirety. I posted like three times in the entirety of my relationship. Um, well, actually, that's really interesting that you bring that up because it's like when you're in a relationship, you've talked about this a lot and I love hearing about it. You feel so safe and it's like, I don't need to add anything more to myself because this is who I am. I am this person who's dating my partner. And like you talking about your creative work and how you didn't even really, I'm not, I mean, Instagram is creative in a sense. <laughs> you're taking your <laughs> Me taking pictures. the hot pictures. It's <laughs> my creative. I would argue that you're investing in yourself when you're doing that and you're like building your, you know, your social media profile and you're <laughs> aesthetic and your look and then when you're in a relationship it's just like I don't need to do any of these things because I'm so comfortable where I am I don't need to do these creative projects I don't need to like mm, I could do this thing that makes me a little bit uncomfortable but what's the point like I feel so safe here mm-hmm. yeah yeah you're not trying to seem impressive to anyone yeah you're like I already have someone who thinks I'm great so yeah. like why would I grow and like that's obviously in the ideal relationship you do feel like you should grow and want to, <laughs> but I, I don't know. It, it's like, I think we demonize that part of ourselves that like wanted distraction and wanted validation, yeah, yeah. but it's like, like you said, I could not see it going any other way. Mm-hmm. Would I have been like, if I had chosen like the summer to not date at all and have just mm-hmm. stayed in those feelings, no, that, <laughs> like, your life. that would have been really hard. And I, you know, and it was, it was relieving having those moments where I was obsessed with like another guy briefly. Yeah. And it was so relieving to, it's also just relieving to know, even if it's really small and you know, like, I'm never actually going to date this guy. I'm mm-hmm. never, it's just nice to know you can feel something else towards someone, even if it's not fully a crush, not fully a feeling. Yeah. Um, cause before you can feel crush or like a romantic feeling, the first thing you can feel is like, even before like attraction, it's like you could feel like you want to be wanted by this person. Yeah. Like that's the first feeling because yeah. post breakup, um, especially if you're like still in love with a person, you can't feel like a crush for someone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you're actually just it's not so hard. Capable. capable. So the only way you're perceiving other people that you're dating is whether they like you. Like, <laughs> that's it. And like that in, in that moment, that's all you're caring about. That makes so much sense now. And yeah. That's the male validation part. It's that's like that's all I've validation. got right now to to show me that there's something else. Yeah. It's like the surface level part of like, don't worry, girl. Yeah, I found it so hard too because I wanted to date women so bad. But like, all that's enough, especially when you've lost the validation of one man, is like to get it from another. And it it's <laughs> like, I could have the validation of this woman. But what I have been thinking about a lot lately in the way I date women and stuff, it's just like, I can be attracted to a woman, but... I, because I don't feel like I have to fight for their approval, Mm -hmm. there's no satisfaction in, in the chase part, there's no satisfaction in the talking part, like, it's so hard to find satisfaction when I feel like it's so easy to reach their approval, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. their validation comes, like, I feel like I I receive female validation five times a day, and male (laughs) validation once a year, like, it's hard, especially because, like, the desire comes from that place and it's it's strange to think about dating in that way like then it sounds superficial like oh you own you don't even like me for me you just want male validation like what is this about like you got to work on that Mm. 
But it's also strange because sometimes, like, fucked up things that happen inside you still create attraction, you know? It's like... Yeah. It's like I I want to find satisfaction in um, getting this woman's approval, and... I can't. <laughs> you know what right. I mean? Like, it's just not there. It's kind of like one of those things where if you want to have chemistry with someone and you don't, it's like, well, I'd love to, mm-hmm. but it's not there. Mm-hmm. It's like kind of a mystical thing that you can't quite... You can't control it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Mm. No. I I, I want to go towards, like, your end of, like, your year of... What, yeah. what do we call it? Your year of male validation? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> My year of male validation. My year and of relaxation. My year of male validation and relaxation. Was it it was not not call this episode. <laughs> yeah. But I yes. feel like towards uh, yeah, yeah, like uh, towards the summer. So it, we're we're leaning towards a year. Yeah. And stuff like there's you were about to go to Europe. Um, I went to Europe. In Are May. we getting to yeah? Let's go to May. I'm counting May as summer. Okay. So you go to Europe. You're going to Europe for like a month. Three, three weeks. weeks going on this trip and I remember you're like you getting ready for that trip you were like you really didn't want to be thinking about your ex on that trip like you had a vision mm-hmm. of that trip and you being over it and on yeah. that trip wow that's really funny um <laughs> no I just I, I'll just parenthese. um yeah being over your ex or anyone it's not like from one day to the next oh like suddenly I don't feel this anymore (laughs) like it's something that now even like a year and a half later like I'll still nurture it I'll be like oh yeah I want to check this maybe actually I don't yeah like it's something that you have to work on actively it's not something passive that just happens over time it's like a muscle that you have to train so like redirecting yourself when you're about to do something that you know will hurt or or whatnot so yeah during that trip I mean it was I thought that it could just happen passively overnight by being in a different country but obviously that's no. no matter where you go, there you are. Now that I think about it more and more, we have a really similar story. Because it's like, yeah. <laughs> there's something about going to Europe and thinking that you being in Europe would solve everything. Yeah, it's like, I have no feelings in this country. And then you're like, why am I missing them so much yeah. in Europe? Mm. But, no, because you, because I also want to preface, like, right before you left, I think, like, this was, like, a, an ultimate peak of the male validation thing. There was, like, this one guy, one of the vegans. Oh, yeah. Um, that you were... I didn't even meet him. No, you never <laughs> met him. No. Um, and that's part of it. Was, yeah. like, the fact that you never met him made it even more, like, like, the more unattainable, the more yes. delicious, delicious. vegan lips were. <laughs> and you yeah. made the chickpeas. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, he, he was like someone... I went on a date with a man who loved chickpeas and well, would go so on I. about... I <laughs> love chickpeas. Chickpeas are yummy. I firmly like chickpeas, but I'm uncomfortable okay, with I love. Maybe I like... Yeah. chickpeas maybe I don't love you're right that's a bit intense <laughs> sorry I'm sorry going. for saying I love chickpeas um, cancel but yeah like I I think to me like I remember this as being kind of a tr- beginning of the turning point mm-hmm. was that there was this one guy that yeah you I think you guys were contacting for like Instagram or something yep. um and at first it was like flirtation on both sides kind of vibe and every time like he would ask to meet up it like wasn't working out like mm-hmm. something came, gone in a way but then eventually you started like you were ready you were like oh I really want to meet him yes and you were like 
ready to meet him. Yes. <laughs> and then, but, like, it became, like, every time it would now you'd be the one initiating, it wouldn't work out, mm-hmm. whatever. But then it's, like, the more it didn't work out, the more interested you got. <laughs> yeah, and that's also another thing with the male validation that brought me to my breaking point at the end was that I started tolerating shitty behavior because I was in this validation cycle where, okay, you're giving me a little bit, and that's fixing my my sadness for, like, a small moment, and I want more of that. And then it gets less and less each time. You're giving me less and less. Mm-hmm. But I still want it, so I'll just tolerate you being shitty to me. In the end, he was rude. Yes. What did he say? He didn't answer. I love that. No, I mean, it's okay. (laughs) Like, he didn't owe me anything, but it just... Anybody could do that. It it doesn't even matter that it was him. Like it It was about something else. Yeah, that's why I bring it up. It wasn't like it wasn't a story of like rejection. It was a story of like the reality of of just expecting people from expecting something from people who cannot. They don't even know what my favorite movie is. How can I expect them to make me feel good? Yeah, (laughs) they know nothing. Yeah, like you wanted to be a priority, but like. It's yeah. just a random man. Yeah, you know? <laughs> but it's just a random man. <laughs> and, like, that's, like, the whole thing with, like, male validation, especially, like, online. Like, I feel like we all have men, like, from online that, like, you... The reply guys. The reply guys. <laughs> and the reply guys give you, like... And you know how, like, sometimes you'll, like, feed them, like, a bit of hope? Um, no. <laughs> and then they, like, hold on to that, and then no. you're, like... But it's, like, I don't know. It, it's it, it It's tough, especially with, like... I don't know. There's something about the appeal of, like, men. If you didn't have those men online, Mm. like... Where would I be without that? Where where would I be without Reply Guys? Oh, my God. I feel like I don't have Reply Guys. You don't have... You you definitely have Reply Guys. I don't need Reply... I don't have them. Something? I want them. Something about Reply Guys is you don't always know who they are. Really? But trust me, they exist. Do they? Oh, Yes. Just like the men on this podcast. We don't know who they are. We don't know who they are. Yeah. They're, they're really just there. men who are just watching. They're validating like, they know you, they don't even know. It's but the I men who it. like your stories every time. It's the men who reply, mm. like, once a week. It's the men, like... I don't you have know. this, bitch. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're not missing out that <laughs> I need a reply, guy. <laughs> and this is the... And you're like, you know you'll never, ever meet them. That's, like, part of the thing. Like, <laughs> like, this yeah. is fun. And it's what's amazing with a reply guy, like, you could never answer, and they're just persistent, and you're like... Oh my god, I do have a reply guy. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) A reply guy, you know, you you probably just don't even see them pop up. You probably don't even follow them back. That's right. Oh my god, mine's from... I have one from high school. Oh. That's beautiful. Right? He's persistent. I love it. Yeah. I literally were like, I don't have a reply. I was like, you definitely have a reply guy, Zoe. I was like, no. But he's... He's more sporadic. He's more uh, once every two weeks. That's okay. Yeah, that's a reply guy, though. <laughs> People get busy. He gets busy. <laughs> My reply guy, he's just busy. Yeah, it's he's busier than yours. The reply guys can't always reply. Yeah. You gotta take breaks. And it must be so It's cool. really sad when you realize a reply guy has given up. Oh, oh my god, that is like, so no, sad. Don't come back. And you're like, oh my god, the reply guy's gone. <laughs> he came on. Yeah. I'm so sad. Aww. I got attached. <laughs> I got attached. Yeah. I miss his validation. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny. But no, yeah, I, I felt like that was like a breaking point because it's like, it's almost like you drove yourself insane, but it was all within mostly your head. Yes, so, I love it. Because he was giving nothing, like truly nothing. <laughs> yeah. But like, 
it created this whole narrative. Like, you wanted his validation so bad, and he was a random man you have never met. Uh, like, yep. there was no reason why you wanted his validation so much, but it's just, like, you wanted it. Mm-hmm. Because he wasn't giving it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and 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 it was just like it. Be, he became a symbol of like yeah. something like yeah. so much bigger. Yeah, because you didn't actually know this man, mm-hmm. and I think we we didn't need to. We didn't need to, mm-hmm. but we all have that. Like mm-hmm. I I can think of like. I don't know. There's always, like, the guys that become a symbol. Like, I remember at the beginning of, like, one of the first guys that I wanted, he became a symbol of that to me. Like, I was like, oh, my God, ultimate validation is from this guy. Like, yeah. I need him to, like, whenever he would like reply to my story, man. it was like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Big yeah. thing. And they're always sporadic. Like, they give you attention for, like, a second, and yes. then they, like, don't give you attention. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, my God. Yeah, I was talking about this with my friend today because it's kind of... It feels stupid to bring it up because it's such just the classic experience of, like, when you put energy towards someone, they withdraw theirs. And when mm-hmm. they put it towards mm-hmm. you, you withdraw. Yes. And, like, the interest comes from you being disinterested. Yeah. And, like, it's kind of a boring idea because it's obviously, like, everyone knows that. Mm-hmm. But also, every once in a while, I feel like you feel yourself getting stuck into a big pattern of that. Yes. Because it's always present, but sometimes you really get into this pattern where you're like, oh my god, I'm, I gave way too much, and then I, I didn't give anything at all, and, mm-hmm. and then they now came back. Now and, and it's just like, and I feel like it always comes in kind of waves, like, yeah. in your but life. But that, like, that pattern of, like, who's interested, whatever, it's because that's based off validation. It's not no, exactly. based off interest. Because no, it's, like, literally. actual, like, romantic interest and mm-hmm. stuff. It's like it's, it's mutual. Mm-hmm. It's both of you at the same mm-hmm. time growing interest. But when it's, like, the in, the interesting part of the dynamic is yeah. that, like, when you're giving energy, They're he's not. not interested. Or when he's giving energy, you're acting not interested. It's, like, both of you, just that, like, you want the validation from one another. So yeah. when... When he, when he realizes you're no longer interested, he's like, oh, I need to give her some attention so she'll mm. get me validation after. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a validation-based dynamic. No, and this can... But the thing is, you think it only happens with people you don't know, but this happened to me with someone I knew for, like, a while, too. Like, with my class crush. I hope you don't listen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you're not listening, class crush. Please don't listen. No, no, no. Esme no. was in this class. Though. I was in this class. But, like, I had known him and spoken to him quite frequently. So if he had been interested, mm-hmm. if I had been genuinely interested, we would have known. Mm-hmm. But our relationship, even in knowing each other had been solely based off of validation. Because mm-hmm. a lot of with these reply guys, it's you don't know them, it's, yeah. you know. But, like, it can even happen when you're, you know someone. Well, the reply guys, sometimes you know. Yeah. They can be like in lives. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out. We're, we're yeah. like, reply guys come in all shapes and sizes. <laughs> <laughs> we don't um, discriminate. We don't discriminate. We would love more reply guys for yeah. the pod. Come so, on. Like, if you self-identify as a reply guy, <laughs> message us. The ultimate reply guys listen to the pod. <laughs> <And> they do. <laughs> no, imagine. Like, that's true commitment. Mm-hmm. But no, I want to go back to your breakdown. Yes. Um, so. When's the magician coming? Like, I've been waiting. It's soon. <laughs> and so, yeah. So, you, you, I think you go a little insane about wanting validation from this guy. Mm-hmm. He's not giving it. 
that's a whole thing. Then you go to Europe yes. for a month. And what we've learned is when you go to Europe and <laughs> you think, like, it's going to solve all your problems. It doesn't. It doesn't. You actually, if you're sad in Montreal, you're going to be sad in Europe. You're still going to have a great time. You're still going <laughs> to have fun, fun with your friends and all that. But mm-hmm. you're not going to suddenly never think about your ex. You're, yeah. you're actually maybe even going to think, think about more. it more. Because I had that experience. Yeah. I wasn't thinking about it that much. I went to Spain and I was thinking about it. I think it was just about being somewhere new or being like at somewhere where nothing was familiar. Mm-hmm. And then I just constantly was thinking Where's about it. Where's my comfort it. zone? Yeah. Who's the person that I usually like go to when I'm in this kind of new space? New, yeah. 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 No. So mm-hmm. you were you were thinking about him. Yeah. I was just like, oh, I wish she could have seen the Peña Palace with me. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah. So, that didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> so, I still needed male validation. Yeah, which, you know, then I remember we went out for dinner and you were like, so, Christina, like, when's it going to stop? When's the male validation going to stop? And I was like, I think it will go out gradually this summer, which is exactly what happened until it reached, like, the ultimate. The pinnacle. <laughs> yeah. The magician. So, what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a magician! Let's bring, so excited. Let's bring in the magician! So, anyway, guys, it's... <laughs> Before we start the magician story, I want to say been that Esme's fantasy. it's been. I'm so upset that Christina oh, yes. genuinely dated a magician because Wait, I did not date a magician. I you had a date with a magician, <laughs> <laughs> but I I've been saying for months yes. that I like my goal, my dream is to date a magician. Like I, she'd ask for help. Yeah, she, she was posted on her Instagram story. I want a magician. I want a magician. We went to a magic show to find him. Uh, yeah, we did go to a magic show. Oh my god! And mm. I did go on stage. And <laughs> cucumber in my mouth. It was very sexual. But wow. I no, I had on when my first time I got hinge. One of my prompts was like, "This year, <laughs> I really want to date a magician." And they I got, are amazing people. I got terrible responses on that. They were all like, <laughs> my hands, I have a little magic stick. Or something like that. Ew! Oh, no, a magic was, stick? <laughs> that was a real response from a guy I knew. Oh like, God. And I had to be like, you know we know each other. Uh, <laughs> Anyways. But, that's like my poll responses are like, I could be your poll. Oh, I got a poll for you. You say you don't have reply guys? <laughs> <laughs> These are the reply guys. What the fuck are you talking say? about, Zoe? That's Put a- my poll between your butt cheeks. <laughs> Wait, did a guy say that to you? Never. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god. I no, didn't... I would have gone to the police. Yeah. <laughs> that's so much. Sorry. I was so like, that's joke. disturbing. No, you know, it's usually, I could be your poll. Oh okay. my god, who's been saying this? A man I had had sex with. Okay. That's well, a yeah, little that's more. Sometimes. We said Reply Guys comes in all shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It could have been someone from your past. But it made me, like, regret ever having sex with a <laughs> That makes sense, because it's not a good line. It's, <laughs> it's a, a bad line. line. Yeah. I could be your poll? Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, let's think this let's over. Let's be a little bit more like, creative well, next time. Okay, I'll nail your hands to the ceiling. Yeah. <laughs> we'll Ooh. see how that goes. <laughs> but... Yeah, so I've been wanting to date a magician. It's, okay, been, yes. it's, been, <laughs> it's been a goal, and I was, and, and you 
you know how this all started was that uh, Christina <laughs> was at my new apartment. We were drinking beers. Wait, you have such a good memory. I have a great memory. Wow. One thing about me, and that hurts me because yes. I never forget anything. <laughs> <laughs> but I do have a good memory, and I'm very attentive to detail. But we were <laughs> sitting on the balcony drinking these beers. I'm freshly moved in. I don't know. It, it's not important to the story, but I might give you some context. So, and I'm telling, you know, everyone on this balcony, like, I, I just really want to date a magician. Like, genuinely, I was talking about it so much, so much so that Zoe planned me going to a yes. magic show. Like, it was a theme in my life. Everyone knew Esme wants a magician. Hello. Um, and Christina's there like, wait, I know what. Yeah. <laughs> it's fun. He does not live here. No. Tell them where the magician's from. He's from England. Of course. It was a British (laughs) magician. Hot. Smoking hot. (laughs) And so... Christina went into the little thingy. Like, tell... The box. (laughs) (laughs) He saw it in half. He he offered to. Really? Offered to, yeah, she said that because he offered her being the assistant. Yes. I always thought that trick was real. And I was like, how do they? How do they? Wait, what? Yeah, no, every magic trick that was performed, I was like, wait, what? How did you do that? David Blaine? That's Esme's dream man. Mm. Who's David Blaine? Oh. The most David. famous contemporary musician. Well, ma- magician. I'm sorry. <laughs> a magician on I'm the a scene. fake fan. I, I need to get with magician. He like swallows glass. He's oh like, my goodness. Oh, whoa, sexy. <laughs> I'm into it. So, yeah, the magician. Say how you originally knew the yeah. magician. How did you know him? Originally, I knew the magician because during my male validation phase... He was one of the Hinge guys. One oh, of the, and yeah. you had visited Montreal? No, we actually never met. We had never met. We had a planned to. And then that same day, I exchanged things for the last time with my ex. Oh, no. So I was like, sorry. Like, And it was also minus 30, and it was peak pandemic. Like The, oh. the, the only thing open was the grocery store. I was like, sorry, I'm not going to hang out with you in the grocery store. Let's go to IGA. Oh. Wink, wink, nudge. <laughs> 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 An inside joke. You'll never get it. Yes. yes. So you originally matched with this guy a few months before this. Uh, uh, many months before many this. Many months. Like nine months. Oh, okay. Like yeah. a while. Yeah. And so you guys, and you never met, no. but you added each other on Instagram mm-hmm. as all great hinge journeys go. Yes. The yeah, amount of yeah. men <laughs> have on Instagram that are just from hinge. That I have no hinge man. I want to block them all. Tonight, I will do it. I went through a brief moment where I, like, made some of them unfollow me. I was like, let's not do this. You don't deserve this content. (laughs) I just never give out my Instagram on Hinge. I love... I only give out my Instagram because, I don't know, I don't like the number. Like, for some reason, my number feels more personal than my Mm. Instagram. Even though, like, my Instagram offers way more information. Yeah. But it's also, like, I want to stalk them. I want to know their vibe. But I know you don't. You never do. You only do numbers. No, I talk to them on Hinge. (laughs) Or you do numbers (laughs) first. Like, you don't. Yeah. If you do text with someone, it's through text. Like, you don't do Instagram. But Christina's an Instagram girly. I'm an Instagram girly. I love that. Only slide in the DMs. (laughs) <laughs> I love it. That's the main way to yes. flirt. But, yeah. So, it, you were like, oh, I have this magician. I'll set you up. <laughs> I'll set you up. He's sometimes in Montreal. 
Yeah. But mostly he is British. <laughs> well, most full time he's British. And so me and my other friend, we both follow him at the same time. Like we're following the magician. And he just texts Christina and is like, Why are two of your friends following me? Yeah. <laughs> and then <What>? and this <laughs> I don't know. Couldn't tell you. And this is where my heart was broken. Yes. So he just begins flirting with Christina. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, excuse me, I'm the one looking for a magician. <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> so that's when you guys reconnect and you start talking all over Instagram. Mm-hmm. All over Instagram. All over. <laughs> on the comments, on the stories. <laughs> everywhere. He reveals he's coming to Montreal in what? Like a, a month. A month. So or something like that. This is your start of this texting relationship vibe. Texting, texting thing. Thing. Yes. I'm not calling it a relationship. I meant like. They were boyfriend girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, they we were... got married. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you start texting and explain a little bit how you felt towards this magician. I think it was the first time where it wasn't like I want this person's validation. It was more like, wow, I'm. I mean, it was over text, of course. But it's like I'm getting to know this person, and it feels mutual. <gasps> we weren't getting to know each other in the same way. It was like. Like he he's not from here. He doesn't live here. But at least the interest was the same. Yeah. It wasn't like I'm going to send a text and wait fifteen hours. It was like we are talking to each other, you know. Um, but yeah, it kind of it shifted my perspective of what I was used to. Like, why am I, why am I going for the people? Why am I texting the people who don't want to reply to me and then? getting spiraling out of control with those people specifically Mm -hmm. i need to focus on the people like it wasn't this person it it wasn't him necessarily like yeah he's he's awesome but like it's that aside it was just the fact that it was reciprocal and that really shifted everything for me and that's what started the beginning of the end and let's go to him coming to Montreal. <laughs> they really want to dive in. Because, no, because the date was pretty interesting because he did do some magic tricks. Where did you guys go? Uh, we went to a pub. Okay. Did you have drinks? Yes. And then he pulled out the cards? Yes. And the fire. And the fire. There was fire in the pub? Yes. And when he kissed her, <laughs> he... What was... what? Oh, God, this... this was I he, still don't is understand. Is he was employed or... Uh, one of the ways. Okay. I'm not going to expose his whole life. I don't know what else he does, but this is one, this is a side hustle. Okay. Yeah, good for him. Um, yeah, there was this one magic trick where I, I don't understand. There were two cards. One of them was in my mouth. One of them was in his. And we had written our signatures on our cards. Like, my signature was on my card, in my mouth. And then he was like, okay, now give me a kiss. And then after the kiss, the cards had switched. And... I need to specify because everybody asks. It was a peck. It was not like there was n- there was no room for the cards to move. So tell me, how did that happen? It's so romantic. He's magic. <laughs> but like yeah. that's my dream. Like I want a man to kiss me and there be cards involved. <laughs> I'm just remembering the calculator trick. Oh my goodness. What was the calculator no, there was a, there trick? Was, okay, he had a pack of gum. Wow. If I I'm not. You never tell a magician's secret or their tricks. This is actually strictly not allowed, but. Tell. For the, for the hate. For the content. For the haters. What if we're canceled by the Magician Guild? <laughs> like, I want the Magician community. The union. Yeah, yes. I want them to come. There is like, a union, actually. So they're going to come at us. <laughs> um, and David Blaine. 
<laughs> there he turned go. over in his grave. He's yes. alive. Oh, is he dead? He's alive. No. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, keep going. Well, the calculator trick. Oh my goodness. It was just like a number that I put in a calculator that he just told me random numbers and I got to decide the numbers actually. And he'd be like, okay, multiply that and then add that. And it was very long numbers. And then at the end, it gave me a number that was like 20 digits. Like there was an exponent and there was a number in the exponent. And then also he had given me a pack of gum and then he was like, hmm, fuck, I messed up the trick. And then he's like, wait, actually, can you go check that pack of gum I gave you earlier? And there was the number, like the reference number on the pack of gum matched exactly the number on the calculator. I can't believe I remember Okay, but I... I don't know how the trick works, but I have seen people... Oh, but it's not that. ...who do it with the phone numbers. Mmm, but this was something else. With the calculator? This was a whole other this was a, There was an exponent. Listen, girl. <laughs> I feel like it's probably the same trick. <laughs> well, I was swept off my feet. No, totally. He cast a spell on But I think that, you could so. look that one up. Like, the other one I don't know, but I think that one is, like... Let's common. not reveal the secrets. <laughs> it felt magical. Did he to me. tell you? No, he did not. No, no he can't. He's, he's in an order. He's in the order of the magicians. I was not. So I feel like you're minimizing this. <laughs> <You're like, laughs> he's a professional. Yeah, it was okay. real. I respect him. I know. It's like I feel like you're only taking this seriously because you want one so bad. I want a magician. <laughs> like I feel like your uh, everyone's critical hats are off. Like <laughs> I don't know. It's like, but it's about the magic. Like this story is about the magic. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Like, you're a Virgo rising, bitch. I don't know what's happened to you. But you... So, yeah, you, <laughs> but you leave that day and, uh, you know, you have feelings for him. <laughs> well, I was like, darn, like, what? this is what I've been missing out on. Like, people who want to talk to me. People who want to pay attention to me. What mm. is this? This is new to me. And he's interesting. He's not like yeah, it's every like, other man. Yeah, he's not mm. vegan or nose piercing or mm. Dubai. It's like, oh. oh, this is something I've never experienced before. Like, in the past year, I have Green flags I look for in men. <laughs> not vegan. No. Honestly, yeah. Ear piercings. Yeah. From anywhere except Dubai. <laughs> the controversy that's what you say girl um but yeah. girl that's on you be, now we're gonna be canceled by dubai like i want to go let's go to dubai us. let's go to dubai bring christina and see what happens <laughs> she's gonna be torn apart I know. you're gonna leave like a half of a person yeah. <laughs> your soul extracted okay Shit. so yeah you had you had a good time you were surprised I was sad to, to to see it evaporate after, like, seeing him twice. Which was only natural, because he doesn't live here. Yeah. Did he go away? Of course. Well, he moved back... To, well, he, he, he was only in Montreal for, like, what? Like, Two not weeks. even... Like, yeah. Damn. Yeah. So you saw him, you were, like, excited, got some feelings. Then he went back to London. Yes. And uh, I realized... I just... Now I knew what was out there that I could have something reciprocal and not leaving me feeling super shitty inside like all the other ones had done to me. And so what decision did you take? What was your plan of action? So I decided to enter my abstinence era. And I called it this because I was just, I thought I was so funny, but it was actually just an accumulation of like shame and finally the acceptance that these men who I rely on to feed me compliments and to to feed me feeling better from my breakup aren't providing anything. After I saw what a normal dynamic can do to me and how much more fulfilling that is and how much less hurtful that is, 
I need to stop doing what I've been doing all year, mm-hmm. which is like talking to people who aren't even on the same page. So that's what it was, the abstinence era. And it worked. It worked for... Okay, well, no. I, I must say... You originally said six months. Six months. <coughs> Did you make it to six months? No. <laughs> no, but I think you did it, was it until the time was right. Like, I was you know? ready, exactly. I was ready, and then I figured out how to have something more reciprocal by the end of it. And it made sense. You know, it wasn't like, oh, like, I've been chasing after this person for months. I don't know if this person even wants to talk to me and or yeah. hang out with me. You know, so it made sense by the end. That's beautiful. Yeah, it, there is definitely, like, a shift that I see in how you've dated of, like, it's true, like, your first year, like, there was no way ever you were going to enter a relationship. No. Like, in that first year, like, every, you would purposely put yourself with people that were not emotionally available. Yeah. And, like, that was what you were attracted to. That's what you were going for. And, like, because you were emotionally unavailable. Yeah. So, yeah. it's just, like, you know, emotionally available attracts emotionally unavailable. And then I think you had that moment where... Uh, there was always going to be that moment after a, a truly devastating breakup where you like someone for the first time, like you like them a little, like yeah, and it's like you a feel symbol, the inkling a of a crush, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, because you know, like I was saying, like before, like with these other guys, it was more like you wanted them to like you, mm-hmm. like that was the feeling mm-hmm. you were driving towards. Like, you were fueled by the ma- the validation, the male validation, but it wasn't really that you were having a crush on these people yeah. or you yeah. cared about them. Yeah, and so that first moment where you're like wait, I can have a crush? That's crazy. Mm -hmm. And so you felt that, and I guess you knew, like, okay, like, uh, like, I feel that, I might not feel that for a little longer, so, like, why not just, like, work on myself and take a break, like, instead of going back to, like, dating these people for validation, why Mm -hmm. not just take that break? Mm -hmm. And now it's, like, now I could picture you entering a relationship. When, if you had said that at, like, nine months post-breakup, I would have been, like... Mm. that would have been a bad relationship to yeah, enter yeah. yeah but it does take work like you said it's it's proactive yeah like yeah it's not just sitting around and then like hoping like part of it is time like I don't think at like mm-hmm. at like nine months you could have done you know but mm-hmm. but another thing is like take it's time plus intention mm-hmm. that makes it all come together yeah and I, I guess I'm curious like what like you've said like oh you've looked more towards your hobbies and like things you're passionate about like what have you worked on in the last few months when you were dating and you were so (laughs) to like dating or men being like a factor yeah well first of all i started going to the gym what the men love that that. the gym gym rats no and i have put a lot more just like focus on my friendships and I've seen how this oh this is what I mean when I say the people in the relationships that are so codependent on one another I don't think they see how much their scope is limited like on life they might not realize how much less effort they're putting into friendships or into other things you just you can't even you don't even see that it's it's normal you feel so safe and comfortable I think codependent codependence is something everyone has to experience yes yes yeah it's not something you can avoid yeah so. Like I think most people's first relationship is codependent. Going but on I that. think honestly, that's the lore about the first love. First love. It's not like anything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not like anything else because it's don't not know how toxic. To <laughs> yeah. yeah, it becomes your whole life. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, for sure. I have this really 
ordinary beautiful thing I saw like last Tuesday. Yeah. My friend and I were just at the the hive, the cafe in Concordia, and her you saw our faces. Wow. We, we oh. yeah, we put our uh, <laughs> I didn't see it, but I'll look out for We next put time. our posters all over there. Right. Right. I saw in the stories. And her partner was sitting like you know, 10 feet away, and she just didn't see him. And I get up to go fill my water bottle, and I pass by him, and I'm like, oh, my God, hey. And we chat and whatnot. And then I come back to my table where my friend is, and I'm like, oh, like, your partner's right over there. And she's like, oh, cool, I'll go say hi. And then, you know, she gets up, and she says hi. And then she comes back five minutes later, and that's it. And I was like, I love that this couple, I mean, to be fair, they've been together for, they've been together for a long time, and they're very stable. But I love that they can just live in the same space and do their own thing and be with their own friends mm-hmm. and not just be stuck with each other. And it's like, this is, I know it's so much easier said than done, but this is the kind of relationship I want. I really, I, I'm putting myself in the headspace for something where it's like, I don't need someone to feed me the compliments and to feed me the, like, you're great, you're doing fine. You know, I'm, I've learned now, like you're saying, what hobbies and like what are, what have you been doing? But it's also just like learning to take care of myself and speak to myself nicely and like recognize. I'm sorry, not to get, you know, ego, but recognize myself for the fantastic person I am and just mm-hmm. be able to to tell myself that. That's mm-hmm. a big that's a big hobby I've been working on. Yeah, and um, doing things like builds your self esteem and yes. it, and then you need less validation. There's never a world where you're gonna need none, but yeah. you don't need an unhealthy amount when your cup is full. Yes. Yeah, and you're you're only going to welcome people into your life that are going to, like, add to it. Mm-hmm, not, mm-hmm. like, take away your energy. And, I mean, I guess, like, because, you know, you've kind of... You're starting to try to date again. And, like, how are you approaching dating differently? I'm just in no rush. I mean, I am leaving for five months in a week. So that does change things. I'm going to live in Italy on an exchange. The men love it. Men love Italy. They're yeah. coming to Italy with you. Yeah, the studio audience. <laughs> the Reply Guys are anyway. Yeah, the Reply yeah. Guys are gonna. They're love not going anywhere. Italy. Yeah, but yeah. So I'm just. I'm in no rush because I'm enjoying the time I have now. I'm seeing how much more I can just get involved in myself and see like what I might want to study for a master's or like just get to know my friends more even if they're friends that I'm close to just get to know them more and spend more time with them I'm in no rush I don't want to leave this this state I'm not I'm not to be a hater I really don't want to sound like a hater but I'm not jealous of people in a relationship right now Valentine's Day happened and I was like okay cool nice that's beautiful nice today but I'm I'm happy I took a bath that was it. it was no nice. bitterness. Maybe a little bit of bitterness. Because I, I started my day so high. Like, I was like, you know what? I'm good. And we talked about it. Cause, yeah. Uh, like, I, I think, like, um, especially because it's, like, you can remember last Valentine's Day. Even though I don't remember the last Valentine's Day super well, I just remember feeling disappointed. Like, I think, like, yeah. when you're in a relationship with somebody... Valentine's Day has, like, this, like, added pressure because you think it's going to be this bigger thing. Mm. And, like usually like it doesn't end up being that like you're 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 and you're asking like for validation from someone and when they don't fully give it to you you feel so disappointed and so sad Mm -hmm. and it's like but when you're single and it's valentine's day you like truly have no expectations or like the only thing is like with your friends and i feel like friends are a lot more considerate yeah (laughs) like you just you don't have the same expectations like i feel like in a relationship 
Yeah. I have a rule where I'm never going to spend a Valentine's Day with a partner. Really? Wow. Even yeah. with a partner and your friends all together? No, never. They're, and I know it's kind of sad. Like, I'm sure, like, I'm going to see them the day before, the day after, be like, I love you on Valentine's Day, whatever. <laughs> yeah. But I just, I don't ever, like, Valentine's Day meant so much to me since I was a child. It's just, like, not something I want to play around with. Especially because every mm. Valentine's Day I've ever had has been better than the last. And it's like... No, birthdays aren't like that. Nothing's like mm. that, you know? Nothing's yeah, that special. Yeah, you truly love Valentine's <laughs> It's true. The decorations Thank in this you. apartment. Yeah. Firm. Yes. But uh, nothing works that way unless you, like, protect it. Yeah. Because <laughs> you know? I felt... But that's nice. Because you view it as, like, even if I had a partner, this would this day wouldn't mm. be about them. Mm. So... It's like my day. It's me. I'm like, this is, it's my birthday. This is actually, me. I'm an yeah. Aquarius now. <laughs> no Valentine's Day. No, yeah. it's it's beautiful, but yeah, I think like, I think going obviously doing this exchange, like approaching it being single is like a lot, like a better way of approaching an exchange. Yeah. I think. yeah, and like. But it's also, it's, for me, it's, like, the final part of my healing. Like, I'm, I am healed. I'm fine. I'm doing great. But for me, it's, like, I would never have done this if I was still with my ex. Or if I was with anyone, mm-hmm. for that matter. Like, anybody that would have come yeah. after. Like, you wouldn't have gone out of your comfort zone. Yeah. Like, no, it's not something I would have done. So, for me, this is, like, me being assertive with myself that I'm comfortable with this lifestyle. And that mm-hmm. this is something I want to keep for at least you know, five months and however long. Yeah, you're going to go and be free. I'm only 21. Like, I'm seeing... Okay, tomorrow I'm... (laughs) Tomorrow I'm helping someone with a proposal and I'm, like, looking at all the preparation it takes. Like, it's so elaborate. A marriage proposal. Yes. That's that's Christina's job right now. I'm hired to do a proposal. Yeah. Wow, at, like, an event company? Nope. Like, just privately, they hired (laughs) Christina. Through my friend. Wow. Yeah. So that's been my God, hire Christina. Yeah, if you have a proposal, (laughs) honestly, I will kill it. Trust me. But all that to say, just it feels so far from me. Like I'm preparing this proposal, and I'm like, that's not where I am. Like absolutely not. Even if, like, even somebody who I would meet tomorrow, I don't want to do this with them in five years. Or in 10 years. How? Well, years. How? Oh, 10 years? <laughs> I, <was> like, <laughs> I take that back. Hopefully I'm married in 10 years. Who knows? How old is the person get, who's getting engaged? I don't know. I will ask. Like normal adult age. Like 28, 9, 10. I think 28. 10. 29. 2010. <laughs> no, that's really beautiful. It's all about love. It's about love. I guess like, t- and we can just tell people that like, well, first of all, I just want to make it clear that if you're currently in a journey of a lot of needing male validation, going after that male validation, you're in that phase, like, I promise you everyone goes through phases like that. Mm-hmm. And to not feel shame or guilt for that because yes. it, it's truly part of the journey. Like, we've all let ourselves be in situations where, like, we're not treated the best. Mm-hmm. And that's no reflection on you and your worth. And so... I think, like, especially if you're heartbroken and doing that, that's very understandable. And to not, like, you know, you can't, even though part of it is taking initiation, part of it is, like, taking these steps, you can't rush it. Mm -hmm. 
and it's and you're gonna feel you're gonna feel the desire to want to change when you're ready to change yeah and so and you know and I can see that like you like you know you're definitely in a very different place than you were like a year ago yeah. <laughs> of like what your intentions are what you're looking for and also like I just feel like you have a better sense of like when you talk about what relationship you want I feel like it's different than what you would have said a year ago yeah. absolutely or even different from what I would have said six months ago like yeah every period of three months feels like a whole new year for me yeah Yeah, and then you figure out what you want but I think like that's like and I feel like I also had that same thing where it's like okay I had that I had that summer it was maybe not like as like extreme (laughs) but then I, I I haven't been dating and and I was just like kind of like in my sad era and then now it's like it's now it's like oh it's actually possible that I could date and want to date someone like in a real way like mm-hmm. connect with them and like have feelings for them like yeah. I can see that possibility mm-hmm. when it's like so different and it's just like mm-hmm. and that's exciting it's mm-hmm. fun to be like oh my god I'm not so broken that I could have feelings for someone yeah <laughs> totally in a real way mm-hmm. thank We're, you for being here Christina oh, thank you for yes. sharing your heart with us yeah sharing your romantic journey mm-hmm. yes and we we hope that you have a lot of crazy stories in Italy. Yeah. Okay. Yes. But also, I want to have like solo day trips with my journal and oh, like okay. that. She's vibe. healing. In She's Italy. healing. She's eating and praying. But I'll give you some crazy. Just a, okay. a little spice. Just a, a little, little spice. You only okay. need one crazy story, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like maybe three. Okay. Maybe every <laughs> month. One per month? Yeah, that's... One per month, have, a, like, a really crazy story. Mm, right. Yeah. I feel like... I'm excited for the Italian men. I am. Yeah. I'm excited Get ready for, for the their Italian names. men. <laughs> oh, God. The names. Pasquale. Ooh. <laughs> it's also, so gross. It's when, so gross. But when you're going to, like, an exchange thing, it's, like, usually you hang out with other exchange yeah. students. So there's going to be people from all over. Like, yeah. pick your country. Pick your fighter. <laughs> Go with Australia. <laughs> okay. That's Zoe why loves Australians. I'm Zoe. I'm Hesme. I'm Christina. And, and we're too much. much. Ooh, good enough to get back to. Bad enough to bail again. Been too much that you can't chew. But you're gonna tell your friends. I, I'm too much. I, I'm too much. I, I'm too much. You're too much.